0: I'm a ass on the back, look like Lex, sitting on 28, no, you can't get her if you ain't got plenty clinic, no, no. hey, yeah, Georgia, booties look like this size, 23 waist, dirty face, dick dog.
2: That is a nice way to get us started into this fine, fine Tuesday that I hope we all have. Folks, it is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. We are celebrating the week anniversary of me getting a staph infection on my face. What a magical week it has been. And I'm glad we are back and, and roaring along. Uh, (laughs) I hope everybody had a great Valentine's day. Uh, I hope you got to, uh, be with your loved ones or you know by the way that even can mean yourself you can love yourself just be with yourself i hope you guys had a great day did anybody do anything romantic did anybody get any hey did anybody have sex huh huh yeah you know what don't tell me that's private i hope you had a great one though man do you remember when you were in elementary school really horrible segue from sex to that um do you remember when you would go to school and they would make you or do you, you know you got you got valentine's day cards for everyone in class you know and i remember I, I remember that so much and it was like you'd come home with just a stack of valentine's day cards do they still do that in school i thought that was really cool that was nice uh, did anybody have any like ah what's everybody's best valentine's day they ever had i'm trying to think of my you know what i did what like in high school I just remembered this. In high school, Valentine's Day, my long-term girlfriend, well we started kind of we were friends all through high school, started dating I believe junior or senior year, and for Valentine's Day, I she couldn't make the the school dance, so I did a school dance in her bedroom. And uh, I remember we played, I played the Journey Faithfully song because she would love Journey, the band Journey with Steve Perry. And uh, I had balloons and flowers and yeah, I did like a whole school dance, which now I just, don't you, that's the only reason I wish that sometimes we could have a video camera implanted in us because it would be really kind of cool to like see if that memory stands up to what. My, you know, what I actually remember it to be. Do you guys ever think about stuff like that of like, do I remember it exactly the way it was and how weird, maybe eerie it would be to actually put yourself back in that, back in that position, just kind of watching it through your eyes again and hearing the music and kind of slow dancing. Well, that got really deep, really quick, (laughs) quick. Uh, Let's see, folks. We have a great guest today. Uh, I'm very excited to have our guest. I don't know if you know her. You probably do. She has a a great podcaster. She's a radio host, uh, TikToker. She kind of does it all. Um, but I, I think you might know her from her podcast. It's called Morgan's pop talks with the dip and, uh, Morgan P you're going to love her if you don't know her, but we kind of talk about everything. I wanted somebody today that kind of just could go anywhere pop culture wise or Bravo and we hit everything and it was just a lot of fun. She is delightful. You're going to really dig her. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about before we get to that though. And I have to get this done early because I have to wake up at like the butt crack of dawn tomorrow to talk to somebody, to talk to a Bravo leb, um, and like it's, it's like it's ridiculous. I'm waking up at like five thirty in the morning to talk to certain Bravo lebs. But the exciting thing is, we're gonna put that on. Uh, I believe we're gonna try to put that on YouTube. The YouTube channel is coming. Uh, so please keep an eye out for that or I'll tell you when, but hit uh, subscribe, I guess over on YouTube. I'm going to start trying to do things like that here and there kind of to build up that presence. If you will, um, let's see the news going on around the things that are getting sent to me today is, Oh, this is a big shocker. You guys, Kathy Hilton, Kathy Hilton was spotted at Donald Trump's super bowl party. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just because I like like people keep sending me it's like I'm not surprised. Yeah, I kind of figured Kathy was a, a Trumpian. Like I, I didn't. That doesn't shock me, you guys. Like that doesn't. Uh, and I, I'm not looking to be Kathy's friend or anything, but I find it, uh, I find it interesting that <laughs> that people keep sending this like it's some kind of big surprise. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of figured she's a little. I mean, I don't want to speak despairingly. Despairing. Despairing? Despair. Despairing. Oh, wow. God. I'm dumber than Kathy. My God. Anyways, I don't want to speak ill of Kathy just because she goes to a Super Bowl event at Donald Trump's place, but it also doesn't shock me. But the the thing that's interesting is Lisa Rinna is the one that called this out on social media because I guess she did not show up for the finale taping and then showed up at Donald Trump's Super Bowl party and Lisa called it out. And once again, like that's exactly the kind of behavior and what Lisa does. But I would say to Lisa Rinna, like – be i said this on yesterday's show be careful you're now in like a different echelon a different class of rich like be careful lisa like this is uh, it'll be very interesting to see how this is played off and what i always say about Rinna is like when you hit that hard that many people that many times it will come back on you tenfold at some point and is going to hurt But I still will never understand the Rena. of course, we're going to talk about it, when she doesn't talk about anything. Like, she freaks out when it comes to stuff about herself, you know? Um, So very, very weird there. Um, so we'll see how that plays out, but it does not shock me that Kathy Hilton is a Republican. It really wouldn't shock me if any of the Beverly Hills ladies are Republican. And and I wouldn't even be shocked if Lisa Rinna was a Republican, but we'll see how that plays out. I I found it very amusing that Lisa Rinna called that out. Uh, and, uh, it'll just be very interesting to see how Kathy reacts because we're now officially in the off season. So I just imagine Kathy sending some goon to Lisa Rinna's house or like, destroying Harry's garden in the back of like, Carrie's bull and Yeezy.
0: You got Harry's garden, Harry's secret garden. <laughs>
2: like just don't, I mean, I really don't think Kathy Hilton's somebody to be messed with, but it'll be interesting. Um, in, in sadder news, actually, I wanted to um, uh, bring up that we lost uh famed director, Ivan Reitman, Uh, he passed away at the age of 75. Now, Ivan Reitman is, uh... When it comes to film and comedy, I think he is right up there in terms of creating some really just classics. Um, He is most known for directing the movie Ghostbusters, which meant so much in my life and uh, so much in so many people's lives. That movie just, I mean, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and Ernie Hudson, like those guys when I was growing up, like that was, I thought that was the coolest as a kid. But he also directed Meatballs and Stripes, uh, Twins kindergarten cop is not a tumor come on <laughs> it's amazing dave jr jr asked the question what if a man could get pregnant he directed that one um and produced a lot of movies and just stuff and i had a a very small um small connection to ivan as my my best buddy dated his daughter Catherine, who actually is a working actor and, and i believe uh created the show uh working mom i believe it, it, it can it's canadian but it went over to netflix and I, th- I think it's very popular actually and she was always very amazing such a funny funny girl we used to do sketch funny woman i'm sorry we used to do sketch comedy together and she would do this one character i can't even it was just this one character that loved baloney and it would just make me laugh so much and um But I one time – this is when they were dating. I one time went up to Ivan Reitman's palatial estate in Montecito and I had never seen a house like that in my life. To this day, I've never been in that nice of a house in just the terms of like I had my own quarters and it wasn't even attached to the house. The first time I saw a movie theater that was in somebody's house, they had works of art that I had never seen. Like I'd seen at museums like Chuck closes, Picasso's like I was just like, damn, but Ghostbusters must have done go- good, done good. They had artwork, um, you know, objects like these beautiful art pieces that have been shipped in from overseas on the grounds. They had one of those trampolines, but it was built into the ground. So many cool things. And Oprah was their neighbor. I mean, that was who we were talking about. But also, he was a very, very nice gentleman. And I just remember being and it was so funny. I was in Montecito to see a Jason Mraz concert, which and we had our own driver like we had a driver to drive us to the Jason Mraz concert. And then the driver's job was to wait for us to get done with the bars after the Jason Mraz concert and drive us back. It it was just one of the craziest thing i mean i grew up in kansas i'd never seen anything like this but i will say what a very nice man and what a very nice family uh jason reitman the director is from that family as well uh which by the way we used to hide i remember going to concerts at the l ray and we we would be drinking like shots of tequila and we would have to hide it from jason because jason like would get mad if cat drank it it was just i mean we were it was we were younger we were in our 20s you know but I will say, what a great, beautiful, nice family, very tight knit. From what I had seen, uh, which was, uh, and I had only met Ivan like once or twice. Uh, but, but it, what a hero! Even if I had never met him, really, his work speaks volumes. And uh, you know, really, that's the goal I was talking about last week of leaving more good than bad. And here's man, here's a man that left so much good uh, and made so many people laugh. And I, I just think that is so. That, that, I just really, I think that's the goal. So uh, he passed away in his sleep. Um, I think it was not expected, but um, but luckily uh, there was no pain involved supposedly. So I thought that was, uh, I guess, a bright side. I don't know. I just wanted to pay my respects because really th- there was somebody that actually did mean a lot to me in terms of entertainment. Um, you guys, we are getting word that the Super Bowl halftime show, which I mentioned yesterday with Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg, a very puffy 50 cent Eminem uh, was huge. Everybody's talking about it today. We, we are united in our love of the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, the funny thing is, and I didn't even expect this, I saw so many memes today of people talking about what it, that this is like, it means that we're old. You know, if you, if you like the Super Bowl halftime show, you must need Botox now. And like they were saying, like, everybody's over 50 except for Kendrick Lamar. And I was like, but also like, Who the fuck cares? (laughs) It was amazing. Like, I I think young people would dig that, too. And yeah, I guess it means we're old. But like, I didn't even think about that. I just watched it and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. Like, it was just great. It's so nice to like have stuff that we like uh, universally. Like, I didn't even think about the age thing until like the meme started happening. And then I'm like, am I supposed to feel bad? I get I mean, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll feel bad. Why not? Um, also Summer House, which I'll be doing a recap of, I believe on Wednesday, along with an interview, um, I thought it was a great episode and at the end, I'm excited to talk about this on Wednesday, is that they had one of the best conversations in the last couple of minutes about race, uh, and how it has affected Maya, Alex, and Sierra, um, and even in a certain way, Andrea in a very small, uh, because of Italy, um, but I thought, it, I thought it was just such an interesting conversation. Danielle was a part of it as well, and I thought they handled it so well for it being so kind of just a very small scene. But I was like, that is so surprising to me that it has taken summerhouse to actually to actually to actually make sense of this, or, or to come from somebody's personal experience and for the whole room of people just to listen. You know, they were just listening to what was being said. And Kyle said a couple of things that I was like, wow, Kyle, that's amazing. He said something like, uh, you know, if you guys are going through that, we, you know, if you're uncomfortable, we should all be uncomfortable. We are in this together. And I thought, what an amazing sentiment. And I, I, you know, scenes like that, you know, I know we've come off such an intense couple of years and we're going into probably a couple of intense years ahead of us for the rest of our lives. But I thought it was so, um, I love those things that give you hope or they're encouraging. You're like, OK, if a, a if a house full of potentially spoiled rich kids and they're not rich, but you know what I'm saying? If these guys can all find a way to listen to each other, then, man, if the summer house is going to do it, why don't we all try to do it? Like, that's the summer house challenge. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to let these kids from summer house show me up. I can listen to damn it. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Would love to hear your thoughts, but we'll talk more about that on Wednesday. Uh, In this interview, of course, I talk about Julia Fox and Kanye West. Camelot has fallen, guys. Um, They are broken up, supposedly, if anybody had ever thought that they were going to go the distance. Which is funny, Kanye's like fully after Kim right now, and he has been like kind of this whole time, but everybody's been pretty cool with him having a girlfriend on the side, if that's what she was. Like I like, but Kim can't have Pete? We have such a weird double standard in this world. And of course, I'm talking about the double standard of billionaires. No, the double standard towards women. I know I've been harping on this a lot lately, and I do talk about it in the interview as well. But it really scares me. I feel like we're witnessing, in real time, somebody actually bullying and harassing a woman. And the only good argument you guys have about this is, well, she's a Kardashian. Like, she deserves it. That to me is so bizarre and it's almost scary because then we're just kind of turning a blind eye to potentially something very damaging happening. Like is anybody looking at any of this and going, oh man, yeah, okay, this is cool. Like we 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 surpassed that a while ago and I just keep thinking, I keep wondering why – like I'm looking at who's liking his posts and stuff, and I'm like, "Are you guys liking these ironically? What are we What are we actually liking?" And Tracy Morrissey, who I, who I love, uh, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, she actually wrote something interesting um, that was sent to me that I, I really loved. Um, she said, "Try. Let me try to find it if you guys will." Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, I was about to say, if you guys will be patient, I'll, I'll find it if you guys can just keep your dick in your pants. Okay, Tracy wrote, I don't feel... And it had a, a photo of Kim in a dress... Full that dress that looks like money, and she says, I don't feel sorry for billionaires. Being a billionaire is unethical. It is impossible to ethically make a billion dollars. They hoard money that others need and use up our resources on stupid shit like private planes and sparsely attended parties where they use food as decoration. And while California burns to the ground from climate-related wildfires, they have their own private firefighters to protect their mansions. They can afford that so they can afford to protect themselves from other problems they created. Kim can take care of herself or hire a team to do it. And I'm like, "Yes. You know, yeah to all that, right? On the fate like, yeah, fuck billionaires, right? That is crazy. Fuck billionaires. Kanye is a billionaire too, right? So I do think it's a little short-sighted in the fact that that still doesn't make this kind of behavior okay. And I do, I always like to point the fact out is like, everybody's like, oh, I wish I could be rich. I even say, I wish I could be rich. But man, you could not give me anything in the world to trade places with Kim Kardashian now. First off, I would not know how to use the women parts. I'm used to my guy parts. I would not know how to dress, put on, anyway. But you wouldn't be able to, like, I can't imagine the stress that is right now uh, to to, to have thrown at you. But yeah, if we're gonna, I, I feel like though we're talking about this one thing, I don't need to shift the argument to, well, she's a billionaire, so fuck her, which I I totally understand that argument, but that just doesn't mean like, yo, this is not like Kanye's a billionaire too. Why does the guy always get the pass? Why does, you know, I I understand the hatred towards the Kardashians, but it's this weird thing. Like we all are now treating Kanye as he's untouchable. And, you know, he, I didn't get to talk about this in the interview because it just happened, Uh, A couple hours ago, he kept posting screenshots of his conversation with Kim that was, uh, oh, oh, he deleted it. Tweet and delete. Never mind. Oh, okay. He back to deleted it. But what he had done, you guys, was he posted something like saying, uh, Kim saying, do not threaten Pete. It's really scary and you're going to be at fault if he gets hurt. And so he posted that with a meme of i think it's from the movie uh what movie was it from with Tyrese and uh, some other great actor i i don't mean Tyrese i don't think Tyrese is a great actor but the other actor was great he's uh anyways but it was a meme of that saying guys nobody hurts skeet if they see him out in public I'll do the job or something to that effect, which is like, he'll take him on. Like Kanye, give me a Kanye. You would hit Kanye one time and the, didn't the job. You would days and pass out. Like, I'm sorry. Like that guy, that guy is too big of a smile when he's goofy to ever be like, really to be able to do damage to, uh, in a fist fight. Now he could, you know, but so that happened. And then Kim, he posted a screenshot of her texting saying, why do you always have to, uh, post our private conversations. And he says, and then he writes back because I'm your number one fan. You don't think I'm going to, uh, sh- show people, uh, that, you know, I'm, I get to talk with the person I love the most. And half of you guys might be thinking, wow, he really loves her. That's real love. But do you guys realize how scary that is? Do you guys like, I mean, have you read about like, crimes of passion, crimes of lust. Are you I mean like I I don't I just that's what I get frustrated because I've read so we all have. We've now all grown up with so many of these stories whether it be Dateline, whether it be OJ, whether it be so many Things that have gotten out of hand because of jealousy or love or any of that, you know, and just because somebody's a billionaire or a superstar doesn't mean they are above any of this. And when they're exhibiting this kind of behavior, why are we all just laughing it off just because it's a Kardashian? So fuck them. Listen, I'm the number one person that I really hate going to bat for the Kardashians. But this is really scaring me. Like, does any of you guys think Kim's like, (laughs) <laughs> deep down really wants Kanye back like it's done we've all had relationships where we know when they're not into us we've all been there or you guys have been there where you've had to tell somebody else you're not in love with them anymore and you feel bad because you're like I wish I was still in that place but you can't lie to yourself right so you have to be honest with yourself and them and that's sometimes is the most painful thing that you could possibly do and from the outlooks of it that's what it looks like where it looks like Kim's at. And you guys, I, I, once again, hate to stand up for her, but it's not like she hasn't tried. We've been dealing with the divorce aspect of this in terms of announcement since last January. Now, there had been rumors for years before that, and we had seen Kanye's behavior. But just because Kanye decides that he wants his family and his wife now, sometimes you will wait so long to actually kind of change that behavior that you have lost your opportunity or your shot, And that's the scary part is that he is treating this like, uh, like becoming a billionaire, like him saying, I will be the world's first black billionaire. But I feel like he's doing that with Kim too. I will get Kim back. And that kind of fortitude on certain things is amazing. Like you can move mountains, but I, I think on this situation, you're dealing with another human being and, uh. I don't know. So, you know, anyways, I'll get off my high horse about that. But uh, let's get to our guest because she really is great. I think you're going to love her if you don't know her already. I highly recommend you going and checking out her TikTok, her Instagram, all of this stuff. And, of course, listen to her podcast over on The Dip. We'll put that all in the show notes. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here she is, Morgan P. Uh, welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. Today we talked to somebody that I wanted to talk to for a very long time. Somebody that does what I do uh, does what I do in the sense of talking about pop culture on a weekly podcast. But she's so much more than that. She's doing the same thing on TikTok, on Instagram, and she really is kind of insanely talented at um, kind of pinpointing a lot of the things that we are fascinated with, that I am fascinated with, and I know you guys are as well. And there is so I just wanted to talk to somebody today that I could just kind of like. I don't know, gossip with a little bit of just like kind of go over all of the craziness and Bravo and the outside world. We just had the Super Bowl last night. And so I wanted to get her on kind of immediately to talk because we are at a, such a unique point in pop culture right now, even away from Bravo, and it just feels like the world is spinning. So I need to uh, get somebody to help me calm down. And I think this next guest will be perfect at that. You might know her from the podcast uh morgan p talks morgan welcome to the show did i get that wrong what is wait what is the what is the podcast name
1: morgan's pop talks
2: morgan's pop talks and it's over at the dip you guys and you know the dip we've had uh chelsea and donnie on we've had a great 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 podcast so go subscribe right off the bat um but uh how are you today
1: how am I exhausted? And it's yeah. Monday. They're so you, you exhausted
2: because of Kanye, or are you exhausted because of uh of life stuff?
1: I would say it's about 50-50 right now.
2: Oh my god, the the man just sucks up all the oxygen and all of the runes.
1: He really truly does. And I mean, I think the best depiction of it is that uh promo that he keeps posting for his new album, Ghana <laughs> 2, the yeah. fire burning you know, the house down. It's pretty accurate.
2: Yeah. You guys on Instagram, if you don't, if you aren't on Instagram, he keeps posting this image of the house he grew up in on fire. And he truly is, you know, burning down so many houses, not just his own right now, which is, is fascinating, but it's also like anything with Kanye, there's an exhaustion level with it where it's just like, "I, I want this album out just so I can stop, you know? Right. I forgot. Like, isn't it weird to think that like, Oh my God. Yeah. He makes music. Doesn't he?
1: Yeah. And you know what? I have gotten to the point with him where I'm like, okay, he says it's going to be released on February 22nd. We'll get it in April, you know, so I can't even get excited about the album because I know that it's not actually coming out on February 22nd.
2: Well, and the other thing is with album, like he's like George Lucas in a way that you know George Lucas always went back and retinkered with the Star Wars movies, yeah. and he would like like digitally like Kanye keep like a lot of people don't realize this like life of Pablo. And- oh,
1: hang on, Ryan, I can't hear you. Can you oh. hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you not? Oh. No. Ryan, one eleven p. Oh, here
1: we go. Okay, can you, you hear-, can hear it?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Cool.
1: Okay, sorry, I don't know what happened.
2: No good. Um George Lucas would go back and retinker with his films and Kanye did that as well with his albums like so he still makes changes to Life of Pablo and Donda, he'll still go in there and retinker and if you go and check like Apple Music, there's something like 80 changes like throughout the years on his albums and he'll just keep like so it's never really finished.
1: I had no idea that he did that. Oh, you yeah. just blew my mind. I mean,
2: it'll, it'll just be like a snare sound or a drum sound <laughs> or something. You know? it's really crazy. Um, And I hate, uh, sorry, I don't mean to use the word crazy. This, I'm not talking about his, any about his mental health. I'm just talking about the lead up to any album seems wild, but we just got, you just did a TikTok video on this, I believe. His newest thing, you guys, is that this is Valentine's Day as we speak. And he has a custom black truck pulled up to kim's house filled with roses is that right
1: yeah and the truck says my vision is crystal clear and of course crystal and clear are both spelled with k's and not c's so it's like you have to give him credit for really being dedicated to the brand you know <laughs> like he knows that he's showing <laughs> up to kim kardashian's house he better spell it with a k
2: and Morgan just to confirm that is not how you spell crystal clear, right? It's with the C. It is not. Okay. No. C right. E. Yeah. Well, at a certain point we can laugh and we're joking about this, but as 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 coming from a woman's perspective, at has there ever been a time in your life where a guy has really liked you a lot and, or you might've even dated in the past. And then it's gotten to a point where it's like, well, yeah, but we broke up and I don't feel that way anymore. At what point do we start getting very worried for Kim? Cause it feels like she's out of this at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, all my exes hated me after we broke <laughs> up. So I never had to deal with any of that. Uh, we all ended on very bad terms. So nobody was ever pining for my affection after a breakup, but You know, that's kind of the question that we all keep coming back to, because for people like us, you know, we I don't want to say we live for this because this is not the type of stuff that we live for. Right. Like we know that there's stuff going on underneath the surface that is sad and scary. And it's like for entertainment purposes, you know, on one hand, it's like we can talk about this stuff all day long, but then you remember there's a real life person and children involved. And that's when it starts to just get, you know, uneasy. And I feel like really this weekend when Kanye started posting all of the memes about, you know, team Kanye versus team Pete. and, And that's when it started to get like a little too much for me. And I feel like, you know, I even said this in my TikTok, they they didn't let Kanye in the gate for the birthday party. Like, what does Kanye think he's gonna do? Show up to Kim's house with this truck full of roses, and they're just gonna let him mosey on in? Yeah. Like, well, this is definitely a- <laughs> getting stopped at the gate.
2: I mean, do you think Kim's security's like? Well, that is really romantic. We gotta let him <laughs> in. That is just amazing. Uh, but I you know we saw him at the super bowl game yesterday with north and i believe shy was with them as well and he was sitting uh next to disgraced uh former uh nfl player antonio brown that he seems to be hanging out with do we like he's wearing that weird mask he likes to wear in public and i know he doesn't want north on tiktok which i'm i would be curious what you feel about tiktok since you're very active on it and very successful on it but Part of me kept thinking, like, isn't that going to scar north of I like, went to a big game and my dad wore a mask the whole time?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not. You know, normal behavior. I, I saw a meme, and it might have been on your page, Ryan, but it might not have been. Of like, you're gonna pay, however, six thousand dollars like the cheapest Super Bowl ticket, yeah, and and like only be able to see out of the holes of the mask. Like, what are you doing? I mean, he did eventually take it off, but because
2: <laughs> it gets that, hot under there. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, they're in California. What do you expect? But I totally agree. I think the whole TikTok thing really is—it's not about. North. It's about Kim and controlling Kim. And, you know, now that he's not living with her now that they're going through this divorce, like what can he use to control her? And unfortunately, you know, the kids are kind of up for grabs for lack of a better term when it comes to what he can use, you know, against her. But it's really not favoring Kanye at all, because like you said, he's saying he wants he's doing this out of uh, protection for North. And it's like, you do that, but then you, you do all this other stuff that is also not protecting North, if that makes sense.
2: Well, I mean, if he's worried about, uh, social media, uh, being a dangerous place, I think he's like a perfect example for North. I feel like she gets that she gets from her right. father that right. social media can be used very like harm to, to, to cause great harm. And I feel like he is the number one example of that right now, which is just so weird to think about. Um, but, I was thinking, I, I kind of got into this weird, I I, 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 know this is silly, but kind of argument. Cause I was very passionate about this last night was that we also had paparazzi photos of Kim and Pete, or as Kanye likes to call him skeet out <laughs> at, in New York. Uh, Kim was in a full regalia, like a silver, some silver outfit and there were feathers involved, I think. And um, they were, you know, going to a restaurant together. And my friend was like, yo, well, she shouldn't have done that. She shouldn't have gone out and and she should have been not showing her face at all. And I was really I hate to stick up for a Kardashian ever, but I'm like, "Wait a <laughs> sec." she's supposed to stop her life because Kanye is threatening her and Pete online. So she should not go out and do the normal things she does. Like Kim's always wanted attention for her looks. Is Kim supposed to be in hiding now? Right, right. She's a woman, so she has less rights. So Kanye can while out online about Kim and Pete, but Kim's got to be always like, I got to hide. I got to be the better person, which she completely is being, I feel. But like, what is your opinion on that?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I'm like, uh, there's only one thing that bugs me about the Kim and P outing. And that is that she wore that sparkly jacket (laughs) that Kanye got her. And like, to me, that is kind of poking the bear, which at this point, who cares if Kim does a little jab at Kanye because he's been wilding out on Instagram for the past like 72 hours. But I feel like if she really did want it to die down, Don't wear the -the over-the-top sequin fur jacket that he got you before Saturday Night Live. Like, what do you think that is going to do? Do you think that he's just going to let that roll off of his shoulders? Or do you think that's going to make him react?
2: Listen, I agree on that point, actually. And I was very, but here's the way I thought about it was, I'm sure Kim gets a lot of clothes at this point. How does she know <laughs> that that was a special one that Kanye gave her? Cause it feels like people are just giving her clothes right and left. But I, I agree if she did know that's like not great. And it could potentially to in the wrong mind, be considered a signal now. I just, but I don't get the vibe at all. Like I fully feel Kim is fully wanting out of this. Like, like she said last January, it's been a year once out of this relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My thing is that I, we've seen her in this jacket before and I was more shocked that she wore the same jacket out twice. Like, have we ever seen Kim Kardashian in a repeat outfit? Like the rest of us commoners.
2: Maybe you. Maybe she. This is a signal for help. Maybe this is her blink, blink. If you're okay, you know she's like, <laughs> yeah. I've worn the same. Wear the
0: sparkly twice. jacket yeah. if you need help. You know?
2: <laughs> well, we're laughing, and I love to laugh at these things that, but like, because I'm laughing because it kind of genuinely scares me. Like yeah. I If you know, which, which I want to kind of get into you personally a little bit of. You seem like you have a love of pop culture like I do. Uh what where does that love come from? Like how did you grow up? Where were you always somebody that was fixated on uh celebrity, reality, all of that stuff?
1: Yeah, I totally was. There is this story that my parents like to tell about when I was three years old. One night they they heard something downstairs. So it was like three o'clock in the morning and or maybe not three, maybe like midnight. You'll, you'll understand in a second, but they thought somebody broke into the house. They're like, you know, we have a three-year-old and a six-year-old and they're asleep. And my dad goes down the stairs with a baseball bat, you know, like ready to beat this intruder. And there's little Morgan at three years old. I had climbed out of my crib, went downstairs and was watching Jay Leno's late night talk show. (laughs) So ever since that moment, they knew like, she's going to be trouble for us. Um, but no, I've always loved, uh, entertainment and pop culture. My career has led me, uh, to morning radio where I do a morning radio show and we are the pop culture station. And really in the pandemic, you know, I was broadcasting from home. Um, my boyfriend was in London at the time. Uh, I was by myself. So I filled a lot of my spare time, you know, rewatching all these reality shows. And at, at this point, this is when TikTok started to get, you know, massive in pandemic world. And I remember one day I just made a TikTok about the housewives and it it blew up immediately. And I was like, you know, this is what I love to do. I do it every morning on my show anyways. Why not repurpose it and put it on the Internet? You know, never expecting A brand to be created out of it. But I'm so glad that it has. I mean, it's connected me with people like you. You know, we have this. So sorry. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to call it weird because it's weird in the best way, but this like online community of people who are just obsessed with the same things that you are. And it's fun.
2: No, it really is fun. And, And it's always one of those things that I would probably be doing this regardless. You know, like I would I would be watching these shows and talking about these shows and these people regardless. And I have my entire life like that's your story about sneaking down to watch Leno like that was I mean, I was a Letterman guy myself. But even as a kid, you know, I my parents got rid of HBO because I would go down in the middle of the night and watch whatever (laughs) was on. Like I just consumed uh, media. I loved it so, so much. Um, the radio stuff fascinates me. How did you get into radio? I've always loved radio so dearly. Where is your radio station? I, I, I believe I was looking, don't you have a, uh, uh, are you like a partner in radio, uh, a co-host? Yeah.
1: yeah. So right now we're in a little bit of a transition phase. So we're actually looking for my next co-host if anybody out there wants to apply. I'll do um, it. Let's do it. Yeah. Seriously. You want to come to Cleveland? I Let's wouldn't come, if by I by were way. you.
2: Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Well, now that now that Tristan Thompson's left, I can do it. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, No, so I always thought I wanted to do uh, TV. You know, that was like my senior year capstone in college was like working at a news station, and I just realized it was so not me. You know, it's so serious a lot of death. And I'm like, I just don't want to be talking about death all the time. And on a whim, I needed an internship to graduate. And I had to do it the last semester of college. Otherwise, I I mean, I totally procrastinated. I really shot myself in the foot. But they were like, come work on this morning show. Like, you'll have a great time. It's a lot of fun. And once the bug bites you, it's it's really hard to do anything else. And it's it's awarded me opportunities to also, you know, get into podcasting and, and also do this online stuff. So it's really fun. It's not like the conventional route. And I I started at the very bottom. I was on the promotions team. I was setting up those huge ass tents by myself and like, 100 degree weather is like a 115 pound girl trying to put these tents up by myself. But yeah, I mean, I I worked my way from the bottom to where I am now, but it's so much fun. I love and it. You,
2: you say your radio station is the pop culture station. So when you do I mean, are you constantly during your show just talking pop culture events and real housewives and things yep. like that?
1: Yep. We're, we're interviewing, you know, reality TV stars. We're going over the biggest headlines of the day. We're recapping shows. Of course, we, we also have a lot of interaction with our listeners, which is something that I, uh, made sure I wanted to, uh, put in my podcast, which is why, you know, every single week I have one of my followers ask me a question, uh, you know, what they want to deep dive on. So I just love interacting with people, whether it be, I mean, I don't love the comment section because, you know, the comment section can get a little rough online. But, uh, you know, having listener interaction with people in your hometown, they call and tell us about their crazy life experiences. Today, I had somebody call in, Ryan, you're going to this is wild. She called in and she told me that she wanted a new bed because her bed sucked or whatever. And her husband was too cheap to get her one. So she had her cat go to the bathroom on her (laughs) bed. So that her husband would buy her a new bed. And it worked.
2: Oh man. See, that's why people think reality shows are ridiculous. And it's like real life is just as ridiculous, yes. if not more so than the reality shows that you see. Like how do you even entice a cat to piss on your
1: bed? <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying,
2: by the way. And also if anybody out there all come piss on your bed, like we don't even <laughs> need to get a, an animal involved. Um, so TikTok really took off for you. Like you said, with that one video, what have you noticed? It's not a, a format that I'm fully familiar with yet. And, uh, what do you think the pitfalls of TikTok are? And what do you think the, the, the benefit of TikTok is at this point and how is it different from things like Instagram?
1: Oh, where should we start? We'll do the, the downsides of it. Um, well, one, they're they're kind of really strange with their community guidelines, which you've been like shadow banned on Instagram, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. yeah I, okay. Times. I never, I never have. So what goes into like a shadow banning moment on Instagram? What do you have to do to get well, shadow banned?
2: So, well, first off shadow banning, they never let you know you're shadow ban, but how okay. you can tell is that, you know, you'll have like account interactions and stuff like that. Like think of it like a a water faucet, is they'll turn off the faucet. So your posts will not get in front of people like they used to, you know, mm-hmm. because you're like really a slave to the algorithm. So whenever the algorithm wants to put that in front of eyes, they can also take away that too. So right. somebody would have to go search for you. But a real quick way to tell is if you go and try to tape like so bad it's good to tag me in something, Like when things are good, you can type in SO and then I come up immediately, Mm -hmm. but you know, when I'm, when I'm, when they're messing around with me, like at one point you'd have to type in so bad it's good with R and then I would pop up. Like they would just, they would make it so nobody, and usually what it is, is a lot of people either you'll say a word, like you'll, you'll hashtag something that's a trigger word for them. They never tell you what those words you're not supposed to use are. And it really is. And one of the things, and I thought, I was like, who's complaining about me in this? But you honestly, if you say anything, and this is so bizarre about hating men, they will shadow ban. I once said something about Edward in the movie Twilight that Edward was like, I was like, all men are trash. And I got shadow banned. What? If you look that up, that actually is a thing. And Facebook as well. You, Facebook you will get your account inactive for like a day if you say men are trash or men are horrible, (laughs) uh, which is so bizarre, but there's no rules. And they never really like shadow banning is in the shadows. They don't admit that it actually exists, but I will tell you, I remember I was shadow banned once and which now we don't know what happened to her, but um, girl gangs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Reality. You know, a couple of different accounts she, uh, was on the show once and I knew she was really big in Instagram. And I'd asked her about this one thing because we, I want to talk to you about New Jersey, but I had made a meme comparing Louis Teresa's new fiance to a California raisin, which was a popular <laughs> character in the eighties. And I put a side by side and all of a sudden people like a couple people, I don't know if it was Teresa led it or something, but they all complained about it and said, I was Making a blackface joke, which I just in in no in no realm of possibility was that even it was that Louis looked purple like a California raisin was purple, like they had the same complexion. And so I uh emailed girl or girl gangs, like DM'd me, and I and I was like, Yeah, I don't know what. And she had a connection in with Instagram. And she was like, yeah, you are shadow banned." but they, um, she said, she's looking through it now and, and they're going to, they're going to take that off. And, th- and sure enough, they did. But I don't even know what happened to girl gangs at this. Like, I, I mean, it was so nice for her to do, but like now I have no clue it, where she is anymore, you know? Yeah, I
1: know. She she dropped off. There's some Reddit theories, but I don't want to oh, I don't want to get into all that.
2: <laughs> have you done a TikTok video about that? But that's, I mean, she's been like, I, I, everybody, I'll still get emails and DMs about girl gangs. And I've only, she's been on the podcast two times and she yeah. was great. She was great both times. I don't know her personally. Like when she'd be on, it would be like me and you talking about pop culture. Like I didn't know anything deeper than that. you know
1: yeah I will tell you uh, you want me to be really honest with you and I'm scared um I I didn't have the best experience with her um a while back and and I actually ended up um blocking her and this was like before she really even took off um and I remember like specifically it was the uh the time where the Khloe Kardashian bikini gate remember
0: yeah she posted
1: the photo yeah um, long story short, I mean, you know, we all talk about the same things on the, on these pop culture pages and, and, uh, girl gangs had made a video specifically about me, like saying that I had ripped off her, her work and I copied her word for word. And I'm like, uh, Oh my god, and you know, what's funny, Ryan, actually, she was like, you know, give me credit, yada, yada, yada. And I said, okay, the people that I saw this from first were not skinny, but not fat and I so good. It's it. bad with Ryan. Oh, Bailey. Yeah.
2: I, was like, I was like, I posted that photo. So, like, but,
1: I, yeah. I, That's I, what I, I said. I was like, I first saw it on so bad. It's good. So if you want me to give credit, it's actually <laughs> to Ryan Bailey and Amanda Hirsch and not you. So after that, <laughs> I kind of, I, I just, I don't like that toxicity, you know, and she, I'm, she's done great things on her own account. I know she's like called out influencers for scamming people and stuff, but I, I just have, I've not touched it with a 10-foot pole since then. But I'm I'm glad she helped you figure out that you (laughs) were shadow (laughs) bear. Well,
2: I just, I sometimes have two left feet when it comes to uh, technology things, but it is interesting because- it's it's like podcast reviews right which you I'm sure have to deal with as well it's like anybody can leave them anybody yeah. can complain about your instagram account right like yeah. you can complain and report anything you don't even have to have a reason for it you can just right. report to report and I've always thought that was wildly unfair but um yeah the kardashian one that was interesting because I posted that photo and I um and I and I said I think my joke was I, I have embarrassing photos too and I had a picture of me dressed up as a hot dog and <laughs> Um, but they kept saying, Oh, get ready. Chloe's going to have that taken down. And then I never got because other accounts were getting their pictures taken down and I never got it taken down. But I totally feel you on toxicity because like, this is all supposed to be fun. Like pop culture can be so fun and so yes. much, so many laughs and so many smart people love this stuff that I don't know. Like I find it, do you ever get worried as you get bigger and stuff that, you know, like how, like, where do you see this? headed for you? Like, I mean, I'm sure there will be a TV element at some point because of TikTok. And I I know that's, you know, your initial thing, but it kind of changed. But I feel like that will come for you at some point, if not already, because of the TikTok. But where do you want to go with this?
1: Yeah, well, this is definitely my my passion. And it took me a while to really figure it out. But I feel like once you do figure it out, like it doesn't, it is work. And I mean, I know, you know, that it is work, you know, yeah. a lot of people look at us online and they're like, Oh, they don't do anything. It's like, no, this actually takes a lot of like your mental <laughs> capacity. It takes a lot of like emotion. Cause you have to be on every single day. Like there is not a day that you can't be on. I would love to be like a full-time content creator. That's just not in the cards for me right now, but you know, I am doing the podcast and all this other, all these other things. But I will say it gets tricky. And I I have had moments where people, They think you can they think they can judge you entirely off of a 12 second video that you posted online and totally take it out of context. Like, for example, um, when Michelle's season of The Bachelorette was airing, I had made a video about how I was like burnt out, you know, by The Bachelor franchise and I was bored early in the season. And somehow or another, that turned into me being racist, which is, in my opinion, the worst possible thing that somebody can be called if they're not, you know, racist and yeah. People are saying like, oh, it's just because you don't relate. And it's like, well, I'm obsessed with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So like the two like that just does not that argument does not pan out if that's the way that you want to go. So I just being more careful. And of course, it does take a lot of, uh, you know, it takes a lot. It occupies a lot of space in my brain because I don't want to be canceled. And I know my heart is never to say anything offensive or anything like that. Um, but it is scary. You know, the, you always hope for growth, but the more you grow, the more trolls you get, the more haters you get. I just have learned to not read the comments. Do you live in the comments or you don't read them? No,
2: no. I I'll see whatever, like if I open it and look at the post, I'll see whatever I see in that moment, but I don't mess around. Like I have friends that'll read all my comments more than I will. Like, yeah. I don't like, they'll tell me about something. I'm like, I honestly, I did not see it. I don't answer all my DMS anymore. I don't like, I just a lot. Cause it is it, so much goes into this and it, it's hard to keep up when with all of this, I can't imagine being successful on TikTok as well. Like you, because I just don't, I don't know where that time would be, you know, where, where I could pull more time from. Cause I used to be like the guy in the comments, like loving to make smart ass jokes and stuff. And now I can't even read the comments. sometimes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at some point I remember I did a video about like a, a Photoshop fail from Chloe, where it looked like she had six toes. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. She's like mm-hmm. in this pink bikini. Yeah. And I mean, you would have thought that I had like, attacked this girl's integrity and killed all of her family. Like, I'm like, you guys, I said she had six toes. Like, I didn't say she was a leader of a cult. Like, people were like, you should be canceled. And <laughs> this is why she has body image issues. I'm like, her toes is not the reason she has body image issues. It's wild in the comments. So I've just learned to not deal with them.
2: Well, it is. I mean, do you think TikTok is a more toxic place than Instagram? Or or where, where do you think is the most uh, troubling if you're, or are you the thing you worry most about it is your tick tocks?
1: Yeah, I would say that it's easier to see the negative ones on TikTok because, because all there really is, is like likes and comments, which I know is the same on Instagram, but, but on my algorithm, at least when I'm looking at my notifications, it's like, at least on Instagram, it's just a couple. On TikTok, it's like your whole entire phone screen is just filled with comments. And once you start reading one, it makes you want to go to the to the video and then read the thread. And it's like sometimes you just get down a really bad rabbit hole. Um, But it's funny. I want to go back to the shadow ban thing for a second, because on TikTok, there is like a, a similar thing to shadow banning, but it's like your community guidelines. And do you remember whenever um, Erica Jane had that lingerie from, I mean, I know you went to the auction. (laughs) Lingerie (laughs) was being auctioned off.
2: I have Tom Girardi's lingerie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I posted a picture, you know, the red picture of the lingerie laying on the floor. Yes, And Erica's like, this is not mine. So I posted that photo. Okay. The lingerie wasn't even on anybody. And the video got banned for like sexual, you know, like explicit images because of a photo of lingerie laying on a ground, not on anybody. And if you get so many of that, they won't let you post. So if you get like three of those within a span of a couple of weeks and for little stuff like that, it's impossible to tell like when they're going to take stuff down. I remember one time I got a video taken down. Uh, remember when Kendall Jenner wore that God awful dress to that wedding where she was like pretty much naked.
2: Yeah. Of course. That
1: video got taken down for um, minor safety because they thought Kendall Jenner was under the age of 18. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? I'm my TikTok is being like destroyed because they think I'm posting Inappropriate, like child images, but it's just just the fact
2: that you would have to try to argue with like somebody at TikTok and like I'm telling you, I know she's above eighteen. Like it (laughs) just makes you feel so silly. Like you're like half of the arguments I get into now, I literally have to step back and go, "This is like I'm fighting over Craig Conover right now. I'm fighting over Craig from Southern Charm." (laughs) Which, by the way, last night you guys, this is breaking news. I found out Craig Conover finally blocked me, and I must did I know because. I I'm guessing it's from the post I made a couple weeks ago when he said like Lindsay was like don't listen to Lindsay she's stupid and an idiot and I said don't diss the hub house like that you know and I and I and then a lot of the comments underneath that were like piling in on Craig but I didn't tag Craig or anything so that means somebody showed Craig and he got upset enough where he blocked me which is also kind of funny if you think about it, like a grown man blocking another grown man over no, something that he I did have, on TV.
1: Yeah, I have a theory that Craig, well, it's not a theory. I mean, we've seen him. He's very um, sensitive. Yes. Yes. Because I started out being a Craig Stan. I mean, like like full-fledged Craig Stan. And he used to respond to every single thing that I would post, you know, always say, you know, thank you, Morgan, yada, 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 until all the Kristen stuff started happening. And, and he even told me that he would consider coming on my podcast. We were talking about him coming on because we have the same birthday. So I was like, it would be great if you could come on, you know, for my birthday. And he was like, oh yeah, we'll talk about it, yada, yada, which he could have just been blowing me off. Like, let's face it. He probably was. And, And I don't mind. I was just shooting my shot. But ever since I posted like the Craig and Kristen drama, he'll he'll like see the things that I post and he won't respond to it. He like purposefully ignores me now, like like very obviously. So I find it so strange because if you're a reality TV personality and stuff like this goes down on the show, like. You can't expect people to not react to it, even if they do love you like they're going to react to you screaming at Lindsay and calling your best friend a loser and you (laughs) gaslighting Paige. like people are going to react to that. So the fact that he blocked you, I feel like I'm going to be next like he's definitely going to block me soon, too.
2: But I mean, it's just like the thought of like two grown men like getting to a point where they block <laughs> yeah, each other. Like
1: yeah.
2: you, you pointed out something that I did on national TV, and I'm upset. And like right. you're right, he even threw Austin under the bus, and that's hysterical to me because uh, you know they're like toxic twins in certain ways. <laughs> and the thing, I've always found Craig completely charming, but to go into that um, summer house Southern charm kind of. Uh, Avenue what do what do you feel about Summer House this season so far?
1: I love Summer House and I was very slow to come around to it. I remember like the first 3 seasons everyone was like you got to watch this show yeah. you got to watch it. And I tried and I was like I hate it. I was like I literally hate this show. But whenever Kyle sent the 17 page email, you know, that's when my heart flipped and I loved Summerhouse. I think this season is really good. I'm still looking forward to seeing, you know, Luke hasn't been there. And I feel like at the very not- end,
2: he made a fire at the end of last week's episode. So he finally got there and he made his first <laughs> fire at the summerhouse, which is huge.
1: And it's just funny how much things change when you watch from season to season because I remember like the first couple seasons watching me being obsessed and loving Paige, you know, and now, I- I I do still like her, but some things are starting to irk me a little bit.
2: Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts, I got a pair of green shorts, I cannot wait to style these for summer, and I gotta tell you, the quality is great, because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Folks, now is the part of the show where we talk about who has sponsored us this week. And I am so happy that it's our friends at Ana Luisa. Uh, It is the new year and we all want to reinvent our style, right? And that is why you need to go to Ana Luisa Jewelry. Ana Luisa Jewelry is made for you and the planet in mind. They're 100% carbon and water neutral, but they're also really, really pretty. And I know you're like, you're a dude, but like, I also know what is pretty. Um, and they sent me samples and it's really pretty. Uh, it truly is. Um, their versatile designs are perfect to mix and match and wear every day. So you can layer your necklaces together. So that's Ana Luisa, a N a L U I S a. It has timeless jewelry for any occasion. Uh, a cute ring to show off at the grocery store when you pay for your groceries, a dainty bracelet for when you pick up an iced coffee, and luxurious necklaces that make your friends that you know it says you know it'll say like hey, why she's obviously making a lot of money if she has stuff like that on. But the the best part is Anna Luisa jewelry starts at only $39. The prices are incredible. So with our code SOBAD, you can get 40% off your order at shop.analuisa.com. So that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Their pieces are the perfect gift for anybody on your list: a friend, a partner, a sister-in-law, a daughter to spoil, and also just for yourself, man. You can like say it's for any of those people, but just know deep down, you could keep all of this stuff like for real. The gift guide on their website, uh, along with their bestsellers page, are great destinations to start if you want to browse their most gifted options. Uh, I always really love things like that because I'm kind of wildly uninventive, and I need to be point you know I need to be pointed in the right direction. Um, so please get your friends this, get your families this, get you something from annalouisa.com because you're getting forty percent off anyways. Um, Oh, uh, and how could I forget? New jewelry collections are released every Friday. So they have new pieces every week. So if you, one week, you're like, eh, you can go back the next week and the next week and the next week, they keep updating. So get yourself and your loved ones the perfect gift with up to 40% off. Check out Anna Luisa at shop.analuisa.com forward slash so bad. I know you will love them. And remember, that's going to be in our show notes as well. So just go there if you have forgotten the name, Anna Luisa. And now back to the remaining portion of our show.
1: And now I love Lindsay. And I'm like, I used to feel that way about Lindsay. So I just think it's so interesting to see how like the dynamics between everyone change and how you change as a viewer when you watch it back like year after year.
2: Yeah, I love I always say that I, I think it should be normalized that you can hate somebody one season and love somebody the next. Yeah, and it should be and you should be able to switch as many times as you want. And that's part of what I think, Make you know, you have your favorites. Like, I don't I don't I, I didn't really love I don't care about the Super Bowl, but like I do have sides on these teams, which are Bravo, you know? Right, right. Um. So Austin and Sierra, I think, are two of the biggest snooze fest, like one of the biggest <laughs> snooze fest couples out there. And Sierra, there's like this kind of. I said this last week that I kind of feel like she's not like desperate for a plot line, but I think she might be mistaken in her head about how popular Austin is or something. Yeah. Like I think she thinks she's like a real prize or something. Of like, you know, us, we might get into our old ways. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> who
2: cares? Like, I don't care.
1: Yeah, well, between that and like her potential flirtationship with Carl, which I find that so phony. Like, there is zero chemistry between Sierra and Carl. Like, j- just don't try to make it happen. I feel like Austin is one of those guys, though, where, you know, you don't like them, but they show all this interest in you. And then as soon as you realize that they, I don't want to say they're not attainable. They won't commit to you. It's like reverse psychology almost where you're like, wait a second. This guy was like pining over me. Really? Like, you know, he's charming. He's funny, whatever. And now all of a sudden he doesn't want to commit to me. And like that screws with your mind, which I feel like Sierra is in that, you know, mind F of. I can't get Austin Kroll to to commit (laughs) to Sierra Miller, who is just way out of his league. So I think that plays a role in it, but I'm not looking forward to seeing Austin in the summer house. I hate the crossover. I'm like, just leave them alone. Let them be in two separate universes. Paige and Craig I'm okay with because I feel like, you know, they're dating in real life. So it makes sense. But the fact that we know we're going to get a huge fight over Austin this season just is like disgusting.
2: You, I mean, I totally agree with everything that you're saying, but the fact that Sierra had all of this literally physical proof called a TV series where Austin's act like a tool, like yeah. where he's literally got caught by Madison having two girls in his bed. Like, yeah. Madison. <laughs> like we, I mean, how how many signs do you want the universe to give you? And I don't know how often women are like, "But I can change him." But really, is Austin the one you want to change? Is he the one you want to go down, like you know, go down the ship, go down with? And let alone, we haven't even what just upsets me so much. And it's like my personal horror film is that we know coming up, there's going to be a scene where him and Lindsay hook up where he's like, I'm going to eat you front to back. Oh, which is just, so gross. It literally <laughs> makes me want to never be in a relationship ever again. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe there was a little bit of pressure with the Craig and Paige situation, because I remember like specifically after Winterhouse, whenever they went to Charleston to visit them. And it's like you have Craig and Paige who really are into each other. They really do have chemistry. And then you have Sierra and Austin. And maybe she just wanted to be like along for the ride. Or maybe she wanted to be this Bravo couple that everyone is obsessed with, which like no, it's just, it's just, no, no.
2: I feel like you earn your, like, like Sierra will, Sierra will win me over probably in like the fifth season, you know, yeah. like I'll, I'll like, oh, wow. What? Because Danielle, I really was never really super into Danielle. And for the last two seasons, I've really like,
1: I'm like, I love yeah, I enjoy I like, her.
2: Yeah. Like, I love that. She just passes out, like at a pool. <laughs> like, that's like so relatable to me. And like, I even like Alex, even though he doesn't do anything, unless it's food related, but in that way, I can enjoy it from just a silly standpoint of like, if you, one of the best games I play right now, you guys, if you watch summer house, you clock every time Alex is on screen and he will bring up or be around food in every moment he's on screen.
1: (laughs) It's great TV. But if I lived in that house, I would be so annoyed with him. Oh, totally.
2: But it's (laughs) so fun to watch because he's so, there's like a blandness there that I kind of get a giggle out of because like who puts that on tv you know right
1: right he's definitely a character <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: um what is your favorite show to watch right now
1: oh you know i would have to say summer house i really do enjoy it and then my new favorite is have you seen joe millionaire the new joe millionaire
2: on fox no i have not seen it is it worth watching i'm
1: it? obsessed because the bachelor it's the same thing over and over and over again but i have to watch it because you know bachelor nation is alive and well, you know, it's good for the brand to watch the bachelor, but Joe millionaire is like the bachelor, but 10 times better because the the drama between the girls is real. You know, these girls are trying to figure out which one of these guys is a millionaire and which one is not, it just adds a whole nother layer to it. Besides just, I want my 15 minutes of fame and maybe I'll get engaged to this guy at the end because who, who doesn't want to marry some guy that's got, you know, $10 million in the bank. So if you have free time, you have to give it at least one episode.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I remember when the original Joe Millionaire yeah. came out when I was a kid <laughs> a long time ago. So this yes. is, um, you talk about Bachelor Nation and I always crack up and, and really you do keep the Bachelor Nation flame alive and well, because I know you cover this a lot. It does seem like it It really truly is its own universe, though. And I get exhausted like you were talking about earlier. Like I some, you know, like certain seasons where it just doesn't have spark where you just like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to have to waste my whole season watching this, yeah, there is an exhaustion level. And I, I get this with Bravo at times too, but you, you have to, like, you admit it, you have to feel like that. What makes a good bachelor season and what makes a bad one?
1: I think an appropriate amount of drama mixed in with like real love stories. And I feel like the past three or four seasons, we've either had one or the other and not both like Matt James season. I remember getting to the final three and that's when like Queen Victoria was like in all of her glory. She just like ravaging through the house. And I remember getting to the final three and and knowing nothing about any of the girls or their relationship with Matt. So it's hard to like really be invested in a show where they're supposed to get engaged at the end when you don't know anything about their relationships when you're down to the final three. And then, you know, you have Michelle's season where it was the total opposite, where at the very sign of anything dramatic, she would just send them home, which like on one hand was awesome and badass. But on the other hand, I was like, man, I miss the stupid petty drama. So I feel like you always want... what you can't have when it comes to season of seasons of the bachelor um i do i have to say on popular opinion i am enjoying clayton season because i feel like there is a good balance of both i feel like there is you know some Wait, wild
2: clayton season is still on yeah oh, oh yeah they're God. like
1: yeah they're not even i feel like there's still like probably 10 girls left
2: um matt james to me was like human melatonin like i get that he's good looking but i was just like man it's just like i it's so weird for somebody to be that good looking and then i feel like no chemistry was showing on screen
1: well you know what's so wild too is that if you follow him on social media even on his tiktok he's fun right he's an entirely different person than what they portrayed him as on the show and it's like why water down your lead and i feel like you know they've been doing it a lot lately just not showing i mean the best part about mad james season would be the last 3 minutes of the show where the credits were rolling and you would see him be his silly goofy like dancing around and they didn't show any of it so just i feel like the bachelor in general has been doing kind of a nose dive recently and i don't i don't know what's going on in like their editing rooms but don't water down the lead i mean people want to people want to fall in love with the lead just as much as they yes. want them to find love.
2: It, it's 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 crucial that we are, they've got to have the most charismatic people, the people that, that, that hit all quadrants. And that's so hard in this day and age because also the fallacy of The Bachelor and Bachelorette is that you have to buy into something that's completely ridiculous.
1: Right. <laughs> that,
2: that, that they act like you are going to find the love of your life when it's scientifically proven that you will not be together on The Bachelor for more than like a year. Like, you, there's right, not, in right. fact, if you do win The Bachelor, it usually means you will not wind up together. So, right? So, I mean, we've all kind of, quote unquote, fallen in love quickly, but that's all, you know, like, it's just the concept is so insane that when I laugh so hard when he's like, I can feel the love of my life is in this room tonight. I'm like, can you feel that? <laughs> like, you can yeah. literally feel that. Um, um, I love the pandemic season when it was Claire Crawley and she left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That to me, because that to me was so unplanned and weird. And she was like, I deserve this. I deserve love. I, and I, I earned it because I waited. And then that relationship completely tanked after they got, and I mean, she twice.
1: left nine days in I nine days
2: in. <laughs> amazing like um, like you had that poor dude dale like stumbling i mean not poor dude but like stumbling out like like you know he slept with her that night that she kept him there at the 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 suite and you would just see he was like what the hell's going on like, I, <laughs> yeah.
0: she's like i
2: i gotta tell you i love you i completely love you and he, and he was like i think i love you. Yeah. yeah i think <laughs> i'm pretty sure yeah i think this feels like, like I, i've never been okay um so you like clayton's season of the bachelor
1: Yeah, I will. I'll just say, I think it's because last year we had two back-to-back bachelorettes and I missed the girl drama. Now, Shanae is insane. Like her drama is next level. And I can't wait for her to be kicked off whenever that is. But the girl drama is just so much better than the guy drama, because I feel like, I mean, Michelle sees they were fighting about something stupid, like pizzas. Some guy threw a jacket in the pool. And like, that was the big storyline. Like, oh, they threw the jacket in the pool when guys, I mean, I feel like guys get in fights. And then 10 seconds later, they're like, are we good? Yeah, yeah. we're good. We're girls. Hold on to things forever. I mean, I don't want to make that that much of a blanketed statement, but at least on the bachelor they do. So I'm enjoying it. And I find myself rooting for certain girls and, and having my own prediction of the final four. And it's like, if I'm doing that, that means that I must be a little bit invested in the season.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, definitely. But also I think there's something to be aware of if you're like, yeah, I think I like this. You know, yeah. like you, usually when I like something, I'm not thinking about if I like it or not. I'm just, yes. I'm like, like Summer House. I'm just like, yeah, let's watch this show. Like Beverly sure. Hills last season was so amazing. What did you think of Beverly Hills last season? What do you make of all the drama that we're already getting in these reports about Kathy and uh, Lisa Rinna doing her Lisa Rinna thing about cease and desist? What have you heard? How do you feel? Where are we going into this next season for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I loved the last season. You can't deny. That. That it was just riveting, magical. magical television. Yeah, and um, I feel like I'm so happy that they started filming so soon after the reunion. You know, they they didn't wait as long as they normally do because I'm assuming. I mean, everyone is assuming that they wanted to get the most legal drama they could on camera out of yeah. the Erica Jane situation. Um, I mean, the stuff that is just coming out that trip to Aspen, I feel like is going to be. Just iconic. The fact that we already know so much about it and like <laughs> and we haven't seen any footage is amazing. And I feel like I'm really hoping that it's not just them tiptoeing around Erica. And I feel like maybe this aspen trip is where things seemingly explode. Um, and something that like really I remember from the reports coming out is is something that was said, like, you know, anytime the victims are mentioned. Erica like loses it like that's not a normal reaction to have, though, because I I always try to put myself in people's situations because I don't like to really judge how people react except for Erica Jane, because she reacts like, you know, not a human being like if it were me and I found out that my husband of 20 years was scamming, you know, orphans, widows, plane crash victims. I would be like devastated and mortified. And I feel like she just cannot let herself look Vulnerable, or I don't know what the deal is, where she just can't show the emotion of, of pain and hurt for these other people that her husband specifically. Sorry that
2: that happens all the time when I podcast. <laughs> now the watch will like ask something in the background.
1: <laughs> Siri wants to know about Erica Jane. but I just, guys. I feel like she just—I don't want to say she has no soul, but sometimes she acts like she has no soul. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it it falls
2: right in line with what we kind of quote unquote love about the housewives in terms of huge egos. But there also, I feel like this day and age now is really, we're kind of having to reestablish what we feel about that because ego to a point, sure. But when it gets into orphans and widows or Jen Shaw, potentially stealing money from the elderly, it's a bridge that I don't want to cross. And it really, it's such an, Icky feeling that you get, but it's fascinating TV because you watch this person struggling, not even struggling with their ego, ego, because she seems pretty dead set that she's not going to take any blame from anyone. And she'll threaten, like she'll threaten Sutton. She'll threaten that, and it's very to me. That's like really fascinating. There's like so much there that you try to think about her past and like her coming up at Shakers and stuff. And you realize her fighting for these seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars earrings, like the what they must represent to her. You know that she got this with her body, with her like she did this. She got hold of this piece of jewelry, and is that why she fought so hard? Like they must represent everything to her.
1: Yeah. And I remember, you know, seeing a clip from Garcelle, she was talking about it on the reel where she's like, you know, just give them back. Like, what are you going to lose? Like losing these diamond earrings, who cares? And it's like, that's how the rest of us look at it. You're like, who really freaking cares, but she does. And she cares a lot. And like you said, there just must be so much underlying there with her that like, she just is completely removed from reality, I mean, even sharing those um, articles, you know, quote unquote, proving her innocence, you know, the lawsuits being dropped when really they were just being refiled. It's like all smoke and mirrors with her.
2: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. I think Bravo audiences and reality show audiences are some of the smartest audiences out there. So the fact that she, it, it's almost like she's talking down to us or treats us like we're stupid. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, and a good portion of people are, it's all about perception. Right. But most people like, aren't just going to let that shit fly. We're not her castmates, you know?
1: Right. And it's also like, I honestly don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other on whether or not she knew anything was involved because I don't know. And I don't know enough to make like a, a judgment on that. And people are like, well, why, why do you come so hard for Erica, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And it's like, honestly, I'm not judging her on whether or not she knew I'm judging her on how she has acted and reacts on social media because, Nobody with a conscience is, you know, going through these lawsuits and posting half naked selfies, like gloating about herself, knowing that there's these, these victims that are serious, their lives have been ruined, but it's expensive to be you Erica Jane and keep the million dollar earrings and post the Instagram selfies in the bathtub. Like go, just go on with your normal life.
2: Um, Exactly. I mean, we we have a season, new season of Jersey. We have the first two episodes out already. What is your opinion so far on this season? I thought it was a jaw dropper that uh, Jennifer Aiden did admit that Bill had an affair at the end of uh, episode one. Uh, what are your feelings so far on the season?
1: I mean, they come out, they came out hot, like. But New Jersey never disappoints to me. I feel like they're definitely top three. My top three always fluctuates depending on season. But the fact that we haven't had a cast change in however many seasons, I think, speaks volumes that they haven't even really had to add anybody except for, you know, Tracy, which she ha- she's not even been in the first two episodes. So I'm not way, Tracy, even-
2: you guys, is Tiki Barber's uh, wife, and she's kind of barely been in it so far.
1: I think she's had like two minutes of screen time total. Um, but and I know we thought about this on my podcast, but I am here for Jennifer Aiden. I feel like she understands the assignment. I don't like what she did to Marge. I think that's wrong and it is hypocritical. And I do see Marge's point, but I, I just like what she brings to the show. And I like that she's like, yeah, Bill had an affair, but it was with the pharmaceutical rep. Like, get your facts straight. Like how many people would actually come out and say that? to their faces in the middle of a pool party.
2: But I, I I, totally agree with you. I actually do like Jennifer, but what I don't, what I find funny actually, and it makes it actually entertaining is watching the demure Jennifer Aiden now, the like, oh my God, I'm, you know, like, yeah. I'm just, why are you girls being mean to me? I'm like, girl, yeah. you've been so mean for so long to these ladies. And now all of a sudden you're like a shrinking violet, you know, right. like, Oh my God. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it's like, girl, you will be back yelling at people in no time. But also <laughs> it's, it's, I really never thought Bill Aiden would be a cheater.
1: It honestly, I don't want to say it broke my heart. Cause I didn't care that much, but, <laughs> but it surprised me and it made me sad. Because I really do like Bill. And like I said, we talked about this on my episode, but he just is like that, like kind of geeky, kind of dorky, but like lovable and charming and like seeing him be carried in by all the guys when he got too drunk on the boat. Like you just, yeah. he is easy to fall in love with. So I, I was disappointed to yeah, learn that he, he had an affair with the pharmaceutical rep.
2: I'm sure you've done TikTok videos on Louis. What is your opinion seeing Louie in action so far this season, anything?
1: I mean, I just, Teresa, man, like the fact we all, we all see the red flags with Louie. And it's like the fact that you're not going to do a prenup, like why, why? Yeah. I mean,
2: honestly, like, and if you were the guy, wouldn't you be like, yo, I get how it looks bad on my end. Let's just do a prenup just to do a prenup. We're going to be together forever. Let's just do it. You know,
1: it's like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen coming out of of doing one. I feel like every every celebrity couple, you know, quote unquote, has them. It's it's an insurance policy. Is there really anything bad going into a marriage saying like, you know, if things go south, which you can't be naive because look at your, you know, first marriage, Teresa. He ended up putting you in like behind bars. So you cannot be too careful. And so the fact that she just it's kind of throwing caution to the wind and, and believing in the fairy tale when she's already been through so much in our first marriage is surprising to me.
2: Yeah. Um, where did you stand on the Gia Joey Gorga uh, fight last week?
1: I don't love <laughs> that Gia is like becoming a friend of, you know yeah. what I mean? Like oh, that's, that's exactly,
2: dude, I, that's exactly it. I, I said this on Twitter that I said, I'm really starting to not like Gia but, and people really exploded at that. And what I, I should have clarified though, is it, it's because like, why are you courting out a friend of role? Like yeah. you have to, you know, they, she gets paid, like she's getting paid more. She's getting paid to do that. She's stepping up into this role that I kind of thought better of her, you know, like, you know, it's like my mom had to be a housewife. So I didn't have to, you know, like yeah. almost like you know, why, why put yourself in this position when this show you could argue has caused such great pain for her family?
1: Well, and especially when you look back to last season and Teresa's whole issue with Jackie, even bringing up Gia in an analogy that wasn't even, you know, a real thing that Teresa still somehow does not seem to understand. It's like, okay, that wasn't okay, but now you're going to insert her in the middle of, you know, other drama and get paid to do it. So like where Where is the line in the sand for you guys? Because if you're going to put her on the show as a friend of if she's going to, you know, get a check, who cares that Jackie made an analogy about her to try to prove a point to Teresa?
2: I mean i would love i i try to always say like people are smarter like oh the, you know kathy hilton's smarter than she's letting on but then when it comes to teresa i'm like she's not smarter than she's like you yeah. actually there was that one line the producer's like well isn't this kind of what you did to uh jackie and evan when you uh accused with no evidence of uh evan cheating and she's like huh yeah what
1: <laughs> what is are jackie you know yeah.
2: like <laughs> yeah. so um so I, but I love that that jersey is back. OC, do you have any opinion on OC at all?
1: You know, for Andy saying like, remember before the season even started, Andy is like, OC is back. Back, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, like Andy's it's really car- not. Andy's a
2: carnival barker. He's Barnum and Bailey's circus. He says that about everything. I personally am enjoying OC because I have no- nothing invested in it. Yeah. Like, it's There's no skin off my back. If it's good or bad, I have to watch it regardless, but I, I kind of weirdly enjoy it in that sense. Like I don't, I'm not against it. I liked it way better than I liked last season of OC. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. I will say, you know, it's not like painful for me to watch, but when I, when I hear Andy say, OC is back, I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, Megan King and Tamara and Vicky and Kelly and Shannon and like that kind of OC. And it's just, it's just not the same and they're not comparable. So I don't know. I feel like bringing Heather back, I also had higher expectations. It's fine. I don't know what it's going to take. It, it maybe it will take Vicky and Tamara returning. I don't know. But I'm just, I do love Emily. I do love Gina. I think they're like the little tag team that. Help me get through it. But other than that, Noella like exhausts me to oh my no God. end.
2: I was at a Super Bowl party with Noella yesterday, and like I can't, I can't act around, like I'm, uh, like I couldn't even talk to her because I just don't like her on the show. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't even bring myself to like, Like I kept going, like, should I I talk to her? Should I just say like, and I just couldn't do it because I didn't want to like sit there and like lie to somebody's face. Like, oh, I love you on the show. Cause I just don't, you know? But I I appreciate what she represents for the show. Like she is making some interesting choices in terms of content. But other than that, like, I don't want to be friends with these people, you know?
1: Yeah, it's just, she's exhausting to watch. That's That's my one sentence synopsis on Noella. Will
2: Vanderpump Rules come back?
1: I think it will. I mean, for as I thought this season was not as bad as the yeah. last season with oh, Dana and Max. that last season, it was really, really bad. I feel like, though, they would be so much better off to do a Tom Tom spinoff and kind of have the Toms and like the, the other cast members take the role of like Lisa but I feel like Lisa is the one who will not let go of Vanderpump rules because she still wants her name on the show, especially now that she's not a housewife anymore.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Exactly. It's just like and and by the way, when Lisa's on it, the show slows down like we don't yeah. need her like everybody has to explain stuff to Lisa. I'm like, Lisa, this is what's happening. It's like, yeah. oh, you guys are wild. Like, don't, <laughs> like Let us see the action. But I, I definitely think it'll come back um, as we start winding down. Uh, what are the other stories that you're working on? TikTok wise, what determines what you actually post on TikTok in terms of stories?
1: Yeah, basically what people want to know about, you know, like the top headlines, whether it be on e-news or page six or TMZ, but you don't have time to like sit there and go through all of it. That's something that I've really tried to, uh, really focus on in the videos that I create. What's the most important information that you need to know as a pop culture lover in 60 seconds or less, 30 seconds or less. So, I mean, we'll have to see how this truck full of roses turns out for Kanye. I feel like I'll make at least another 10 videos on Kim and Kanye and Pete Davidson this week. Um, I miss oh, Kravis. I, you know what? Damn. Oh like it was supposed to be Courtney and <laughs> Travis's <laughs> moment. And it has been so hijacked.
2: That is so true. I mean, guys, Courtney and Travis was supposed to be the thing. We will have the new uh, Kardashians Hulu Disney plus show starting in April, which we know they have filmed the engagement for that show at least. So that'll be interesting to see in what capacity these new boyfriends and fiancés will be a part of the show uh, because we have the Tristan Thompson dissolution of their relationship, all of that stuff. So it's always something to keep up with uh, when it comes to the Kardashians. But you're right. Like this was Courtney's time to shine. And she only got like six months of it.
1: Hijacked. I mean, damn, Kim, like let her have her moment. Somebody she's- just rang my doorbell. Did you hear that?
2: Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> I bet it's flowers. Go see those flowers.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Here comes my boyfriend to open the oh. door.
2: Oh my God. Is it, baby, he got you flowers.
1: He's looking very suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry, Ryan. The Uh, UPS man is really wild uh, now.
2: Okay. Um, Machine gun, Kelly, Megan Fox, anything there? Any opinion?
1: I'm shocked that they're engaged. I thought that they would, to me, their relationship seems very dark and not like in a, in a cute or fun way. Like, Travis and Courtney, I feel like they're, you know, they're punk rock, they're cute and they're in love. But for some reason, Megan and MGK, like, They're drinking blood and I just feel like they're on a dark path. And anytime I see like, we've been through hell and back and we've been through so much. I'm like, you guys have been together for a year. Like you should not have been to hell and back in a year.
2: But Morgan, that's why it, I don't, I kind of makes me laugh because it's like a hot topic relationship. You know, it's like that store hot topic (laughs) where it's like, we feel so deeply, we drink each other. Like it's so, it's like. I know you have a boyfriend. Would you ever want to get engaged under a banyan tree and then drink each other's blood? Like it just doesn't No, there's, but it, it reminds me of like 16 year olds when you're like badly in love and you're like, they'll never get us. Nobody will ever tear us apart. And like nobody's trying to tear you apart. What are you even talking about? You know,
1: that's why I think it won't last. Honestly, I don't even know if they'll make it down the aisle. That's a hot take.
2: Well that I mean it would be actually fascinating, but I feel like they're right at that precipice where they might announce a reality show on the lead up to the aisle.
1: Oh, true. And I would watch it every week.
2: <laughs> no, I would, I would, I would hate watch the crap out of that thing. Yeah. Um, I but I think that I mean, what other any big pop culture stories? I mean, we had Kanye sucking out all the oxygen. So really any any dirt you have coming up, any anything you're uh hearing underground that we need to know about.
1: Ooh, well, I mean, hopefully the more the Summer House season goes on, the more we learn about this Kristen and Craig situation. Do you think they actually hooked up? Because I don't think that, I don't think they went home run. I oh, think they I maybe. Oh, I
2: think they went home run.
1: Really? Yes. Okay, because, tell me why.
2: Okay, because in Summer House, even last episode, it started with Craig uh, sitting with Paige and he's like, "Um, she's like, are you still effing her? Right. And he goes, He goes, if I, if I go to Nashville, do I have somebody to hang out with? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. And so that's pretty much an admission. And then when they're at that party with the violin player later on that day, he's like, yeah, like, here's the deal. We agreed. We're like, not, we're seeing other people. And she's like, yeah you know, if we were together together, I'd, I'd, I'd cut your balls off. And he's like, of course, yes. And you would be, you would have every right. Like he's getting away on a technicality right now. Yeah, Like he's like, haha, you cannot do anything to me because I told the truth.
1: Well, this was one of my deep dives on a recent episode of my podcast, because the timeline is very important because Craig had a girl, that girlfriend, Natalie, was in the picture for a very long time. I think it was like the May, the first week of May on his episode of Pillows and Beers when he said, you know, I'm going through a breakup. So we see him in the summer house, what? The second week of July. But we all know that he was in Minnesota with Luke and Austin and somebody else was in Minnesota the 4th of July weekend because they were posting all kinds of crazy stuff. So how many times could Craig have hooked up with Kristen and Paige going back and forth from Charleston to New York, Charleston to Nashville, then have the girls come from New York to Charleston, Nashville. to Charl- There's only like eight weeks in two months. So I feel like even if they did hook up, it was like one time and not serious enough for Craig to make it out to be this huge thing.
2: Well, I, I you know, I, I'm fascinated with the timeline as well, but I do want to point out one thing if you're not thinking about it is that um, men cheat. So, the Natalie relationship does not have anything to do. With, like, I, you use that as like, there's no possible way he could have cheated, but he could have done it because he was with Natalie. Yeah, that does not, if you take that out of the equation, <laughs> the equation he could not really do it. Um, and finally, we got devastating news this morning. I, and on Valentine's Day, of all days to kind of start with such a, Uh, lose, lose. Camelot has fallen. Kanye West and Julia Fox is over. (laughs) After two months, Julia Fox confirms, but she says in a statement, y'all would love if I was so upset. The media would love to paint a picture of me, a sad, lonely woman crying on a plane by myself, but it's not true. Why not see me for what I am, which is a number one hustler. I came up y'all, LOL. And not only that, but (laughs) But Kanye and I are on good terms. I have love for him, but I wasn't in love with the man. Jesus Christ. What do you guys think I am? 12 years old? And for the record, the only time I cried in 2022 was on February 6th on my dead BFF's birthday. Anyway, if you want the full tea, you're going to have to buy the book when it comes out. Smiley face.
1: Oh my gosh. What's
2: your I opinion mean, on that?
1: Julia, don't act like we all didn't know that this was not a real relationship <laughs> from the get go. Like, of course, you're not crying over your fake boyfriend who is now showing up to his ex-wife's house with a million roses in the back of a F-150.
2: But also like the fact that like,
1: guys, I'm a
2: hustler, like, (laughs) uh, but like amazing, Uh, great, awesome. Don't need to know it. Like I've already seen it. Like I know exactly what you've done. I know what, like the fact that we're, I don't know, it's like, it takes so little to prop people up these days. And the fact that she keeps calling herself a muse is just, it's very amusing to me that she calls herself a muse because I just- I'm like, and she says, you know, I'll save it for the book. Like, what the? Like, I want to buy a book. We're not buying
1: your book for dating Kanye West for two weeks. Like,
2: (laughs) But it seems like we're giving out books to everybody at this point. If we're giving out books for this, yes. every Bachelor contestant has it, Every all that. It just, it weirdly infuriates me because it's like this whole other cottage industry like The Bachelor, where it's like, we have to take care of these people for the rest of their lives now because of Instagram and all of this. They're all trying to be influencers. And now Julia thinks, you know, We it, I just feel like we have to take care of these people now for the rest of our lives.
1: I mean, you cannot deny nobody knew who Julia Fox was two months ago. I knew just
2: because of uncut gems. Like I loved her in uncut gems, but it was like an, uh, one movie role. She was a supporting role and that was two, three years ago. And and that was it. And I kind of was like, Oh, where did she disappear to? So I knew her when she popped up, but in no, but I just, I still find it so weird that people were congratulating her. Like she got a movie role by dating Kanye. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it might be a lifetime movie here in a couple of years.
2: Um actually that would be amazing. Um Morgan tell us more where we can find your podcast when it releases uh cuz you do you have like a couple guests each episode they're they're very bite-sized compared to my podcasts um and uh, where where can we find you how do we support all that stuff?
1: So my podcast is on uh Spotify and Apple podcast it's just Morgan's Pop Talks and then uh, the Instagram and TikTok page is Morgan P as in page cuz that's my middle name Morgan P Talks and then everything is linked on both my TikTok and Instagram so if you forget no worries just give me a follow and all the tea is there
2: yeah, go and, and you know, just subscribe. And we also ask the always leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Now, you guys, it's the easiest, freest thing that you can ever do for somebody. And it really does help. Um, and if you don't like something, like I always say, just move on. There's so many cool voices out there. And Morgan is definitely one of those. So you want to be on the forefront of supporting her as she gets bigger. Uh, but yeah, you can see all that stuff. We'll we'll link to all of that stuff in the the show notes. Anything else coming up that we need to know about?
1: I'm getting ready to take a nap. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, the
2: rumors are true. Uh wait, wait. What did your what did your boyfriend do for you from Valentine's Day? Eh?
1: Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? Okay. Oh. Well, my birthday was last week, and our anniversary is in okay. January. So this is a busy time for us. So we both decided, you know, we just went out to a really fancy dinner this past weekend. We'll cool it on Valentine's Day. We're just gonna spend some quality time together and we're gonna go to Dairy Queen later. That's our treat.
2: <laughs> Morgan, I just thought of like, what if my TikTok video was like you of like morgan says on the so bad it's good podcast they're not celebrating valentine's day (laughs) he says they had a busy january do we believe her here's the timeline go
1: for it
2: (laughs) um you guys morgan is awesome uh and hopefully you'll you'll come back uh many times in the future uh but thank you so much for today i really appreciate it
0: of course
2: five four
0: betches